You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. At MetLife Stadium in New Jersey, Kings over the Penguins 2-1. Avalanche beat the Coyotes 4-3. NASCAR, the Daytona 500, postponed because of rain, rescheduled for today. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Hey, good morning. Welcome into a Monday edition of Inside the Locker Room. I know the kids are still in bed this morning, Justin. No school uh, here for the city schools, I know, today and tomorrow. It seems like they are always out of school. But uh, anyway, keep it locked in here. You dial us up this morning, 205-342-9904, if you'd like to get in on the show with us this morning. Our ex-accounts at Locker Room 109, at Barry Sanderson, at Wim Sanderson 1, and the email address for the show is Barry at yahoo.com. Download the app, the Tide 100.9 app. Put that on your smartphone, and you can take us with you anywhere you go. There's also a chat box on the app where you can send us a message, and it'll go directly to us if you choose inside the locker room. Of all the colors, yellow is the most important, at least when it comes to building outdoors. No matter what your project is this season, pier, deck, fence, pergola, be sure to head to your local Yellowwood dealer for Yellowwood brand, pressure-treated pine. Yellowwood offers the best protection against rot, fungal decay, and termite attacks, so it's no wonder Yellowwood is the brand of choice for building outdoors. If you're going to build, build it right. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you, and always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Uh, What a pitiful, pitiful all-star game last night. You want to know what's wrong with basketball in the United States of America? Just tune into that all-star game. It was awful. I know you probably didn't see any of it. 211 to 186. They didn't even try. Good morning. How are you this morning, Dad? Uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, Hideki Masiana uh, won won, uh, the tournament at Genesis. Uh, Unfortunately, JT and, and Nick both were cut. Uh, best player for uh, for the around the state of Alabama with lowest score was Tom Hogue. He's playing really good. We don't talk about him much, but he was eleven under. But uh, certainly Hideki just was absolutely on the backside, burned it up, and terrific player. Uh, the Pac-12 commissioner has been dismissed. Of course, the Pac-12 is no longer there anyway. Uh, Sark, uh, because of coach getting deciding uh, uh, to retire, Sark at, at uh, Texas got a big raise and also an extension. Because they were afraid they were going to talk to him, especially after he'd have a good year and got to the final eight or whatever he got to. Patino, raising came most un, un most biggest nightmare he's ever had. I'm glad of it because they fired the other guy uh, didn't need to, and uh, he's uh, bottom of the league in his league. We'll bring that out. Uh, I'll talk about the Auburn loss. It was very costly. Jalen Williams is out indefinitely. Uh, hadn't played quite that great, but we certainly needed. Uh, for Auburn in basketball, and and I'll go over the stuff with basketball with Barry, but I don't want to take up. Uh, and I've got I know exactly kind of how we are. Ten and two is Alabama uh, with, in, in the lead. Um, their their worst record. Uh, well, it, it, I don't think it may come to this. Could be fourteen four. 
about, like I said, uh, Kentucky is, uh, my thinking is they're going to be 13-5. Tennessee is probably is going to be 14-4. And Auburn's going to be out of it at 13-5 because any kind of tie deal with Kentucky, Auburn would win. Uh, Kentucky would win because of the head-to-head. I can explain it all to you uh, very quickly. But uh, I'll let Barry and I visit about whatever, and there's probably some more that I hadn't had a chance to uh, to look at. But that's that's what I got this morning. Yeah, uh, Alabama obviously was 100 to 75. They got 100 uh, again yep. uh, against a you know usually a pretty good defensive they can't, team. Uh, Tatum can't shoot, and, uh, and Alabama can shoot the lights out better than anybody in the league. Yeah, I. Uh, be a little critical of Alabama's marketing department. The fact that Bob, that Mark Sears is not up for the Koozie Award is a joke. Uh, this kid, uh, I've never seen a guy that, that he lets the game come to him. Like if, if he doesn't get shots early, he doesn't force it. He just waits his turn. And when he gets open looks, he knocks them down and goes eight for 14 uh, from the floor. And you know teams are gearing them up to stop him. Uh, he gets going downhill with the left hand. Uh, he's basically going to stop with the rim. He goes four of seven, uh, three of three. He gets 23 points, uh, four assists, four rebounds. How is this guy not on the not only the Koozie Award list, but up for player of the year uh, yeah, in the know. nation, not just yeah. the SEC? Yeah, he should be the SEC and it's ridiculous. He, he's great player. He's he didn't play at Muscle Shoals, but uh, he's from Muscle Shoals, so uh, he's he's a, a terrific player. I wanted to, wanted to mention. I, I meant to. We're having Beeves Stallings on today at seven thirty, and Beeves has kept up fairly well with what's going on in Alabama. Not completely, but uh, I, I I tried to get Nate Oates. Couldn't get him on the phone. So. I want people to know sometimes when I have other basketball people on here, it's the fact that I, I can't seem to pull off anything at Alabama. So, um, but that's where we are. And then we're going to have Doug Bell on today, but he's going to be on at 830 rather than 815. He's flying in from from uh, Genesis. So, uh, Perry and I will be talking with Gene this morning. So, uh, we'll see. Uh, I don't know. Justin, did you get a chance to watch any of the NBA All-Star game last night? Uh, boy. Absolutely not. Like you said, <laughs> it's a joke. I miss the days when, like, Kobe and, and Jordan, of course, I wasn't even alive then, but let's have some actual competition maybe. Yeah, you get the best players in the world, uh, and they don't literally, like, I watched the first five minutes because I was going to watch it with Matt, and – they were not even trying. They were just bouncing the ball off the floor and dunking the ball. And I don't remember. It has lately, and I always complained about it every single year. Uh, what a missed opportunity uh, there. And the fact that they don't do something about it, uh, I mean, come on. Uh, 211 to 186 was the score. Uh, it was embarrassing. I will say, I think. Good the, defensive effort. <laughs> good defensive. Yeah, you're right, Coach. I think the mo- more interesting thing. And the one bit that I did see or watch was the Steph Curry, Sabrina, INSQ yeah. point contest. They both can just shoot the lights. Yeah, now that, that was, that's real. So that was, you know, I think Steph talked about there was a lot of pressure on him, I think, to perform and to win. And she had put up a good score there. And he he said that, you know, the, the game was, uh, that's just what he does. But, you know, shooting against somebody from the WNBA, uh, Damian Lillard was the MVP 
of the game last night. All right, big week for Alabama this week, uh, Dad. They got a hot Florida team uh, that went to Georgia. Uh, and, they're hot and, and cold. And, they, get, they get cold sometimes. <laughs> well, they're 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 better than I thought they would be. I don't yeah. think they're going to come in here and beat Alabama, but yeah. uh, but that is Wednesday night, and then they travel to Kentucky. And right. um, I felt like Kentucky, although people were Calipari, uh, I can't stand it when he acts like this when he goes to the press conference and he says, "Hey, come at me, get, leave these players alone." Of course, the media was saying nobody's been saying a word about the players, but Kentucky's used to those environments. What went on? Uh, Auburn couldn't throw in the ocean. I think well, it was a different deal for those guys. Both so big, big week for Alabama with yeah. uh, Florida and Kentucky this week. Let me let me say this to you, Barry. You're not going you're not going to agree, but that's okay. I think Auburn. I think Auburn is not a great shooting team. Never have been. They they don't go inside as well as they need to when they played Alabama. They, they did a poor job there. I thought he took him out too early with it when they got to cut the thing to five. But the, one of the big problems I see with them is they have let the crowd make them play cute. Now, uh, but I want listeners to understand they'll go in and try to dunk one uh, the the guy before they got through behind the back pass. Uh, they they are a little bit two or three of them are trying to play cute, and I think the the fly, they like to play to the crowd a little bit more than I've, I've noticed that the last two or three. That's just my opinion. I'm I'm not coaching their team, nor am I criticizing their coach. But I think they I think they're trying to be a little bit cuter than they need to be. Uh, if you want to know the truth, that you know they're they're sitting here. I gave them I gave them a thirteen five. Uh, I gave them a loss at Tennessee. Uh, and the rest of their games are two games against Georgia. And, of course, Georgia could beat you over there. They have Missouri. They should win. And they have Mississippi State at home. So, and, and that that's their big deal is, is to be able to to, uh, to beat uh, Tennessee away. And I probably can't do it. And Tennessee is, uh, is away at South Carolina and Alabama. Uh, my prediction is that uh, they'll be fourteen four, probably tie Alabama. Alabama may not be fourteen four, and they've got they're at home though. I remember this now: Tennessee's at home against Kentucky and Alabama, and so uh, they they're and they they're through with Auburn for the they're through with Auburn, so they win the head up. Kentucky is thirteen five, eight and four in the league, but they could they could not they could possibility that they could not lose another game. I don't know if they. They're at home against Alabama. Their problem is the last game of the season, they have to go to Tennessee. And Tennessee's already cracked them once. That, that, that They have to play at LSU and State, and they play Arkansas and Vanderbilt, which is two wins there. Now, Alabama and I'll hush. Alabama, as we know, has, has Florida twice. A tough game that Florida will be uh, down there somewhat. Uh, Ole Miss is not quite as good as I thought. But they do have to go to Ole Miss. They have to go to Kentucky. Those are the three games on the road they've got to, that and uh, that they need to need to win. So the other thing that they have to do, and I think they will, will be Tennessee at home. It's going to be, um, you know, it's going to be. I don't mean to say like I said, but right close to it, a fourteen four record. Alabama could be easily be thirteen uh, fifteen three. So that's kind of where it is. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't think I hear people. I don't think people understand. Like they were down to three players, uh, and then they got a lot of guys late that got in here. 
uh, in the summer. For them to be uh, doing what they're doing, to me, is pretty incredible, uh, to be quite honest with you. All right, we'll take the break here. We've got a couple phone calls holding. We'll get to those when we get back. Two-minute truck out, 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. As local, out of town, out of state, no problems. Let the professional handle it. They'll take great care of you and your stuff. Give them a call today for the free estimates, 205-247-5050. That is two men in a truck, movers who care. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. If you're traveling along Lily Wallace coming down from Northport, crossing over the Hugh Thomas Bridge, no problems there. There is a little difficulty further south, though. An accident that's been with us for quite a while this morning on the exit ramp from southbound I-359 to 15th Street. You do have blockage on the ramp, but it is passable. No major problems on 2059 if you're traveling between Foster's and Cottondale. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good President's Day morning. National Transportation and Safety Board investigators continue to probe the crash of a single-engine Cessna 172M Friday that killed the Tuscaloosa aerial photographer. 67-year-old Edward Todd, the founder and owner of Todd Media Incorporated, was flying back to Tuscaloosa from Jefferson County after making several apparent photo runs. Since updated COVID-19 shot designed to help protect against recent variants. Learn about a vaccine option and book your COVID-19 shot on ScheduleCovidVax.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Sunshine in full supply today, the high at 59. Clear tonight, below 31. The warming trend continues tomorrow and Wednesday. Lots of sunshine both days. The high tomorrow, 63. For Wednesday, the high very close to 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 26 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The flagship station for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. to Inside the Lottery Yellowwood, pressure-treated pine from Great Southern Wood. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. Alabama and Auburn both uh, swept the baseball series. Uh, Alabama taking care of Manhattan and Auburn uh, taking care of Eastern Kentucky. All right, get to the Yellowwood hotline. Get Philip into the show. Good morning, Philip. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Hope y'all are good. We're good. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good. Hey, uh, Barry, you know, um, we had a guy that had their best game of the year Saturday, and um, see if you can figure out who I'm talking about. You talk about in basketball? Yes, sir. Oh, boy. Uh, I don't know who had the best game of the year. I was at the game. Sam Walters. Sam Walters. Yeah, he was. I think he's, I think he's been solid all year, uh, to be quite honest with you. Uh, he he was, to me, more solid the other day. He had um, about eight boards in 16 minutes, and he hit some big shots, which he's had trouble with some of the shots falling early. He might get a few in late, but he played a good, good consistent game uh, Saturday, and I think that could be important going forward. If he starts to figure it out now, that just gives Alabama another another sharp knife in their arsenal of knives to um, – to cut people up. So that could be a really critical thing to watch is Sam's development here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm pulling um, up his stats here. He uh, 
I got it right here. He played 16 minutes. You're right. He was four of six from the four, two of four from three. Uh, did have eight rebounds, 11 points. So it is a nice game, especially in 16 minutes. That's right. So if he, if he can start to figure things out early in the game and help out, man, that, that could really, really help Alabama going forward. I thought also Barry and Coach, I, you know, going into that game Saturday before tip-off, I, you know, I felt like Alabama was going to win the game, but that was an oddly stress-free game. Didn't you think it was just it was just a totally stress-free sort of a nonchalant win? Well, I, the, one of the things that A and M you didn't show it, and you don't follow basketball that close. They, they do the right. They, they didn't do it well, but they do the right thing by going to a one-two-one-one zone press after Mays because it slows Alabama down. The problem was that uh, they can't make they can't shoot. Uh, they didn't shoot it. They're a totally different kind of team at home versus where they are. And all the teams are, I guess. But uh, they had a you know this didn't shoot it worth a hoot. But uh, Alabama just ran away with it when they did. Alabama mm-hmm. shoots it so much better than everybody else in the league. That's what's going to make them. Yeah, Barry, I was really impressed with the Reeves kid from Kentucky, number twelve. The the well, he scored. The, the full time guy, he is, he is really good. Yeah, they played. You know, Kentucky game. plays like that at times. I remember South Carolina, we think we have them. They come in there, and they sometimes they play with a lot of poise on the road. The only negative in the Alabama game was uh, Texas A&M killed them on the offensive glass. They got 26 yeah. offensive oh. rebounds. <laughs> it seemed like every, every shot they took, they rebounded it, uh, but – uh, they shot yeah. 37. They got up 74 shots. Uh, Alabama only took well, took 71. But uh, yeah. Coach brags about right, so he says he's one of the best shooters uh, he's ever coached, and he doesn't know why he wouldn't ever shoot if he caught the ball and he was open. And he, he got going late, uh, ended up going 6 of 10, 4 of 8 uh, with 16 points. Uh, this is going to be interesting. Oh. interesting if you keep up the schedule the way I do, very interesting down the stretch. Um you know, Alabama could easily end up with 15-3. Uh, not easily, but they could because of, of Ole Miss and Florida being two teams they could beat. They may have they may have a, they may have another loss. Tennessee game at home is big, so we'll see. What, yeah. you know, it, regardless, regardless, the four teams that I talked about uh, will be NCAA teams, and where mm-hmm. they're seated and who they're seated against is humongous, and people don't understand that. Oh yes, about sir. final sixteen. It's darn hard to get to the final sixteen. Oh yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, Wright Sell's got a sweet shot, man. When he when he releases, you know that thing's in. He's, he's got a sweet shot. Yeah, no doubt. Thank you, thank you, Phil. Thank you. Y'all be good. All right, back up to the Yellowwood Hotline. Get uh, Tom in the show. Good morning, Tom. Hey Tom. Good morning, Barry. Morning, Coach. How are y'all this morning? Tom, I'm I'm get I'm trying to get your favorite coach in, Beebs, and uh we hadn't gotten through to him yet. Uh, he's got two phone num two phone numbers. I don't think he knows them. But uh uh we're trying to get him anyway. I, I hope we can. Is he doing all right? That you Yeah, he's doing pretty good. He's coming he's going to Jimmy Range today. He's still on the board of Jimmy's, and they're flying in to pick him up this afternoon. But he got a little bit – he hadn't kept up with it quite as well, you know, as – because I was bragging on him. I'm I'm fixing to kid him when we get him on. I was bragging about him, get the the new coach getting the Gene Stallings Award. Yeah, I saw that. He he didn't quite catch on, but uh, (laughs) I'll, I'll get him again. 
Yeah, well, I, uh, I'll be glad. To, I'm always glad to hear from him and to know he's doing all right. And, yeah, I knew you were, and, I, and I, Annette had talked to Ruth Ann, and Ruth Ann told Annette, "All uh, Beavs loves to hear y'all call, wimp them call because he." But I, I don't know that that's right. But anyway, that's the reason I thought, well, I'll call him. He won that award, so I thought I'd call him. But so I hadn't gotten it yet. Yeah, I. I'd, uh, yeah, I, I look forward to that, Coach. Thank you for getting him uh, to get him on. And uh, but uh, I wanted to talk about the game Saturday, if y'all don't mind. Okay. You know, I thought from where I was watching, I thought Coach uh, Peterson had a great game plan. But Alabama, you know, it was the timeouts they called. It, it was. Such a good coaching job on both parts. Do y'all agree with that assumption? I think Texas A&M, I think when you play Alabama, you have to change defenses. You have to keep them off balance as a team. And Barry is dead right about Sears. And I thought he had a good plan. He just didn't have enough players to do it. And they shot it so poorly. They were it, you shoot it poorly against Alabama. They get hot. You have a hard time. But I think both coaches did a good job. Yeah, it just uh, but you know, Alabama made eighteen threes. They were eighteen for forty one uh, from three. So I don't know if they shoot like that. I don't think you know they're, they're not going to lose. They make eighteen go eighteen for forty one. That's pretty. That's forty three percent. Well, they've shot the ball pretty well. They shoot it much better at home, so uh, we'll see as they as they progress. But uh, what a shooting night for Alabama! Different, you know that they, they just could not stop Alabama's uh, offense. And uh, and you're right when when three threes are fun. But I, I thought that his his original plan of uh, of how you know they attacked the board. I thought that was interesting, and how they were able to attack the board and not get fouled. It was forever before we got them in the freaking bonus in the first half. Well, A&M's a good board team now. A&M get after them on the board. They're, they're, they're real high and nationally, nationally board. So Alabama's got some problems there before it's over. And, you know, uh, Coach Oates said, well, you know, he said, I knew they were uh, good rebounds. I knew they were going to be tough on the board. But what we were going to do is when they got the board, shut them down and try to keep them from scoring. I thought that was interesting uh, uh, for a strategy. Well, well, of course, you always do that. Well, if, if you can defensive rebound, they're not going to get the easy offensive score. And that's what he's talking about. Yeah, and uh, – but I really enjoyed that game. I, 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 my hat's off to uh, both the coaches. I, I thought that A&M had a great plan. Alabama was able to disrupt that plan to a large degree and uh, give me a lot of confidence going forward. Hey, Coach, I tell you what, I take 15 and 3 right now and take my chances on a bye. Oh, 15 and 3 probably to win it. Uh, I, I think 14 and 4 would tie. So I don't know. Play Saturday. What's that? What's that, Tom? I said if you go fifteen and three, you wouldn't have to play until Friday. <laughs> yeah, uh, you get the double buy. You get the double buy. You wouldn't play till Friday. Uh, yeah, I know. I exaggerated. I, yeah, but I mean, I'm really they're gonna excited. get the double buy. That's done. Uh, they will get a double buy. 
in the I tournament. I hope so. I so. hope so. See you. Thank, Thank you. you Tom. Thank you. All right, uh, let's talk about a great new sponsor, uh, Bryant Bank. Uh, before we get to break here, then we'll try to. We I think Justin just talked to Coach Stalling, so he's good to go right. and, and ready right. ready to get on. So Bryant Bank has four locations, and they do everything they possibly can to make them the homegrown bank. And I think that's important. That you know, you go in there, you'll not only as I see each day, you not only see uh, a, a good bank facility, you see a good banker, and you have online banking. Uh, 24 hours a day, uh, if you have some problems or if anybody has problems with fraud or people coming in trying to uh, dismantle your, your bank account, and bank, then uh, Bryant Bank is all ready for that. Insurance is there. Uh, investigations are there. So I think, I think Bryant Bank is, is – I've been trading there for all my life, and uh, I've been very, very happy with what they do. So – we have more, more, probably more listeners in Tuscaloosa than we do anywhere, so you've got four locations there. But there are loca- two or three locations in Birmingham. Uh, they have one down in Gulf Shores. And so I, I would suggest that uh, if you're looking for a banker and you're looking to, to feel comfortable about what you do in your banking, uh, then Bryant Bank is the place to go. 511-511. Text MUSCLE to 511-511 today. All individuals are unique. Your results can and will vary. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Text fees may apply. Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room. Right here on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker in Yellowwood. Pressure treated pine from Great Southern Wood. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want to. You want to build the five-star backyard. Only one choice, and that is Yellowwood. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. All right, it's always an honor to have uh, Coach Gene Stallings on the show. We'll get right to the Yellowwood hotline. Dad, I'll let you bring uh, Coach into the show. Well, I talked with Beeves yesterday, and he seems like he's doing okay. Good morning, Beeves. How you doing? Well, I'm doing fine. Always enjoy being on your show, my friend. Well, I uh, I, I told you that they were they were naming the new coach, uh, getting the Beeves Beef Stallings Award, and you acted like you didn't know it. And I said I, I need to brag on you. They got they named an award after you. The new coach is it got that award this time. I I don't know why they named it after you, but they did. <laughs> I don't know what they did either. I'm not <laughs> sure that they did, Dave. It's true. Uh, yeah, it's the Coach Gene Stallings Award. Yeah, yeah, it's the Gene Stallings we Award. Well, we got it. We, we've uh, we've got a new we got a new coach. Uh, Alabama does, and uh, he's from another part of the woods and heading the coach. As you and I talked yesterday, he's not from the SEC, so he's got a, a rude awakening, doesn't he? Yeah, he has now. Do you? You need to be a little bit familiar with the SEC if you're going to be joining it. Now, he's got a good record. He's, he's won lots of games, but um, it's going to be a little different for him. He's following an outstanding coach. Coach Saban did a great job, and and I, about all I can say is I wish him well. Talk about uh, just – being the head coach at, at Alabama, all the things that you have to do, not just the coaching part, there's so many other things. Uh, coach, people uh, wanting your time. I guess you got to learn to what to say yes to and what to say no to. Just talk about 
this job here at Alabama? Well, if you're the head football coach at the University of Alabama, uh, you are expected to be a part of the community. Yes, sir. Uh, you you've got to you got to be involved in lots of things. It's a whole lot more than just coaching football. And uh, and I just hope that he's somewhat familiar with SEC because if he doesn't, it's going to be a rude awakening for him. Well, he's got uh, Coach Saban was at the, actually here in town. He was at the basketball game um, on Saturday uh, morning there, and and he said he was going to reach out to Coach. Coach is going to have an office in the stadium. How much should he should he lean on on Coach Saban, uh, Coach? Well, he ought to lean on him as much as he possibly can because you know the the game has changed. You know the, there's money involved now. The transfer portal. Uh, if the player does not like who the coach is, he can just transfer. I'm opposed to all that myself. Yeah. I think go to college, get an education, and not play football. I mean, play football while you do. And but now with all the portals going around, they don't like anybody. They'll just transfer. So yeah. I think that's going to be a little more difficult for him, really, because people like Coach Saban did, and they... A lot of people would go to Alabama because of Coach Saban. Hopefully, they'll, they'll stay there with the other coach because, like I say, he's going for an education. Not an education. Uh, Babes, uh, would Coach Bryant would 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 pass out and faint if he knew that's giving guys millions of dollars and hundreds of thousands of dollars to play football? Wouldn't he? That'd be, that'd be, that'd be unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, the game has completely changed, and money changes lots of things, but. Uh, I'm glad that I'm not coaching in this situation now. <laughs> You'd have a hard time fooling with that, wouldn't you? I wouldn't, and I'd have a hard time. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm afraid a lot of the players would want to be transferring, and that would hurt my feelings. Thinking the players <laughs> didn't want to work for me, play for me. Yeah, they, for they told me that the way I coach, about everybody would be gone in a week. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Tell our listeners a little bit of the difference in coaching for Tom Landry at, at Dallas and Coach Bryan and being at Alabama and going with it, with, as long as you were at Dallas. That'd be interesting to our listeners. Yeah, well, I want to two people. It's all basketball. My opinion was the best in college football in, in his day, and Coach uh, Landry was the best at pro ball. So I Justin, we'll put him on hold and see, talk to him and see if we can get him to move there where we get a, a little bit better of a cell service there. Uh, don't lose him. I don't want to lose him, but we just got to be able the listeners be able to hear him. So um, he's trying to talk to him about maybe moving to a different uh, spot there. Uh, so we'll see if we get him right back here just here one second here. What, what uh, you and Coach Stallings go go way back, correct? <laughs> Golly. Yeah. Um, when Beeves moved out of the house he was renting in Tuscaloosa, he bought, finally got enough money to buy a house. We moved in his, in his house. And uh, when John Mark was born, Scott was born just that, about that same week that yeah. he was. All yeah. right. Uh, well, Coach, we got you back. I'm, I'm 
I can hear you. All right, good. Uh, are you doing? All right, babes. Are you, somebody asked me. Wanted to ask you. Are you doing anything at all on the farm, or are you letting somebody else do it? Typical day for you, Coach. What, what you get up and do each and every day now there on the farm? I don't work near as much as I used to. I don't get up quite as early as I used to. <laughs> when I was coaching, I got up four thirty-five nearly in the morning. Yes, sir. But that sometimes I sleep in a little six o'clock, and uh, I'll eat breakfast, and then I'll just go out and see what needs to be done. And uh, like driving around, just looking at things. That that's sort of a joy for me to see what what all the farm looks like and how the cattle look, that kind of thing. Yeah. As far as really working, I don't do much of that. Yes, sir. Yeah. Have you have you gotten to watch uh, a lot of SEC football? Georgia's, you know, had been back to back champions, and Alabama's been close, and they've, and they've beaten Georgia, but. Uh, uh, yeah, I watch them every Saturday. I watch somebody every Saturday, and uh, I thought that did a good job. Michael Obama did a good job, and it's going to be a little bit different. I, I hope the new coach uh, he needs to be well acquainted with what all's happening in the SEC. I think it'll be a little bit of a disadvantage. I've been looking for the Sabres going to retire, man. So. I'm sure that he had several coaches in mind, and this one he picked up. Looks to me like he's got a good win-loss record. There yeah. again, it's still a little yeah. different when you hadn't worked in the SEC. Coach, talk about that a minute. There's a lot of people uh, that uh, were advising. I know we talked to Danny Ford. He said, I would tell uh, Dabo Swinney not to go follow Nick Saban uh, uh, back there. I don't know whether Alabama talked to uh, to coach or not, Coach Sweeney or not, but what what makes it so difficult following a, a legend like Coach Nick Saban? Well, uh, you know, he won lots of games, and they're going to compare sure. uh, him to whoever he re- replaces. And uh, Coach Saban not only was a good coach, he was a good person, and he worked in the community, and he, he, uh, made, he made a difference, and he's just going to be a tough individual to follow. I would imagine, I'm not sure, but I I would assure, imagine that they offered a job to Dabo. I don't know. We have to talk about it. But he would have been a good fit, but I'm glad that he waited. He'll be a little bit better off following the guy that followed Coach Saban. <laughs> yeah, that second guy gets it, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, he's right. <laughs> Well, we, uh, Barry and I, of course, you know, Bear's named after you. I don't know why I did that, but I did. Um, <laughs> but that's one of your weaker moments. Yeah, that's one of my weaker moments. I named it after you. I ain't figured that that's one, one out of good. <laughs> that's one of the best things he did, isn't it, Coach? <laughs> yeah, that's right. No question about that. <laughs> well, 
Ruth Ann's doing but okay? I, I, doubt, I doubt if anybody calls him Barry Eugene. No, they don't. They always They try to make fun of me, Coach. When they say Eugene, I tell them who I'm named after, and they, they shut up real quick. So uh, so, so that's a good thing. <laughs> Barry, I appreciate you being on. Ruth Ann doing okay? She's doing fine. She won't be able to be sure and tell you hello until then is hello. Okay. So well, you be sure to sure do that. Okay. Well, I will. Well, I appreciate you being on, and you have a safe tip to tell Jimmy Rain that uh, I'm yeah, going to MC. I'm going to MC that banquet. So we'll be ready. So yeah, I always uh, enjoy going to the board meeting. He's he's thoroughly well prepared. Yeah. SEC than anybody, everybody else put together. Yeah, he's made that money too. That's great. Well, yeah, yeah he, would, uh, he knows how to do that. Yeah, y'all <laughs> would really help Barry and I. Well, get out and take you a ride around the farm, coach, and admire everything that you that you got there. Enjoy it. Thanks, well, Beef. I thoroughly enjoy it, and listen, it's always a joy to be on your show. Okay. Thank I you. appreciate Beef more right. you'll ever know. There's right. Coach uh, Gene Stallings. So, yeah. you know you. Hear people, uh, hear Martin Houston talk about him. He, he was tough, uh, but they, yeah. I think the guys that he coached now have a real appreciation for Coach Stallings and 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 his toughness and how he kind of uh, impacted their lives. And sometimes you don't realize that until after you're gone. No, you really don't. Uh, I go on blank on who, who, who took who took. Uh, well, I'll tell that story enough time. But uh, he's uh, Beavs is. Uh, a wonderful guy. He did a lot of community stuff as well. Of course, John Mark passed away, uh, uh, which was really hard on him. The rest of his family are girls. He did have uh, one of his daughters uh, was married to a football coach, but he, he got out of, the, out of the coaching. I think he may have been at SMU. He got out of the coaching and now is building houses. So um, um, he's got those daughters, but uh, of course, Mrs. John Mark, a great deal. John Mark has laid to rest out uh, at the farm in uh, in Parish, Texas. Yeah, so, talk a little bit about the weekend. Oh, Jack met you over at the uh, Bryant Museum. They had the uh, the basketball part with your sport coat. I think you got to see uh, Coach Godfrey and some of their players that were here in town. Just talk a little bit about the weekend. Well, I, I uh, of course always enjoyed taking Jack uh, out. He showed up shorts. I thought he was going to freeze to death, but uh, he, uh, we enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. I hope he did. Uh, we got to stop at at the Bryant Museum and, and look at the, uh, what they had done uh, for basketball there with the, with the coaches, and they did a terrific job. Uh, she's to be commended for for what she did, and uh, I appreciate it so much. And, and uh, um, they. I had some pictures taken of the, you know, the sport coat. It's no big deal. But just being, you know, sort of what do you want to call it, honored or whatever there with with the other three coaches was a thrill for me. So um, I enjoyed it very much. If you have an opportunity, you need to go by the Bryant Museum and look at all the football and baseball stuff uh, and basketball. I think you you really enjoy it. Uh, but uh, well, we had, we had a... We had a great time, and of course, I, we left a little bit early for the game because I don't fight that traffic. But uh, Alabama blew them out, as we've talked about. So it was a good weekend. I appreciate you mentioning it. I, I wanted to mention it, but I didn't want to sound like I was bragging. So anyway, we're 
Go by and see the Bryant Museum. I think you'll enjoy it. I got a text. I got a text right before the game, and they were looking for you. Did they find you? Who was? People outside. There's, oh, there's a rumor, okay. there's let me, let me, a rumor, there's a rumor going around, Justin, that he right, was in the arena and left right, let, his car running. Let me tell you this. <laughs> you know, most most boys, with their, they look at their, their their dad and they say, he oh, he might be senile, not, not getting old. Mine look at me and, and I think I'm smart and they make, they don't like it. You know, I think I'm, I think I know it. One of them said, "You know, you think you're so smart." We got out of the car, and we were talking. And I sometimes, uh, sometimes I hear that car runs so smooth I can't hear it. One of the story olders. <laughs> we got out. We're upstairs. We've been upstairs an hour, one hour. Jack and I are eating up there, and we've been visiting with people and all that kind of stuff. I looked down at my phone and I got a text from, from Brian Passick. And Brian Passick says, the guy out in the in the parking lot says that you left your motor running. I said, what? He said, your your, your motor is running. I said, the cotton picking thing's been running for an hour. I've been up, Jack and I've been up here. So I rushed downstairs and turned the motor off. And I told I told Jack I said Jack don't tell anybody that they'll they'll start saying I'm old. <laughs> Can you imagine that? That I can't wait to talk to Justin. That that engine must purr like a kitten that touches a Toyota. Uh, oh that yeah, that, yeah that, he that, didn't that, even know it was running. It was it was up, I didn't even hear it running. It just it it, it just purred like a baby. And and uh, we'd been up there an hour hour fifteen minutes shooting the bull. That thing's running all the time. I, a good thing I had some gas in it. I'd be out of. How much gas did you use out there? No, I didn't, didn't use much. I think it, it it runs pretty good by itself. I thought that was a uh, hybrid. It's not a hybrid. Yeah. If you stop, doesn't that engine cut off? I don't know. I don't know. But Justin kind of called Jack us there. Uh, he's up there eating in his engines. You got picking engines running. Hey, I'm, I'm ready to talk to Justin Troll tomorrow about some of these cars. That must like be that. some nice engine there. Yeah. This thing to, usually when you open well, the door. You know, they're, they're behind my back. They're saying how old I am, and I ain't that old. I'm disappointed in Jack. He didn't tell you to turn the engine off? How good was <laughs> Jack, he? Uh, Jack was, well, I don't know. He, he didn't hear it either. Oh, Jack. And we, got there, we got there early because you know how I do. I get there real early. We, we was there early and went upstairs. We went, we got we the place opens an hour and a half before the game, so the game was at eleven o'clock and the and we went in there at nine thirty, an hour and a half ahead to eat, and that, and it was t- at ten thirty or after. Are y'all the only got, ones up there? No, we, they were eating. They probably were eating. <laughs> but it was about ten thirty. Yeah. I got without. If I don't look down at the text, then the cotton picking thing runs throughout the game. Yeah. So anyway, let this car run in the parking lot. Anybody ever done that? 205-342-9904. I can tell you who's uh, not going to leave their engine running. They're going to take great care of you as Royal Cleaners. Pick up and delivery. They'll come right to you. 
Uh, you don't even have to crank the car up. They'll pick up all the cleaning, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back. If you want to drop off three locations, University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, North Porter, 4851 Rice Mine Road. Drop off today, pick up tomorrow. Give them a call for all your cleaning needs, 205 391 Zero zero three four. You listen to Tide one hundred point nine and twelve thirty AM WTBC. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide one hundred point nine traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the towns of Nissan Traffic Center. We have picked up a new accident on Highway Eleven at the Dambler Benz Boulevard interchange in Vance. It appears to be out of the roadway, and we're not seeing a whole lot of backup there. Our earlier crash on the exit ramp from southbound I-359 to 15th Street has cleared. That one did block up to $10,000. Remember, Townsend Nissan is your hometown dealer. We have over 200 new Nissans in stock and on the way. And, yes, we have a great selection of used vehicles. Remember, no reasonable offer refused. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Sunshine in full supply today, the high at 59. Clear tonight, the low 31. The warming trend continues tomorrow and Wednesday. Lots of sunshine both days. The high tomorrow is 63 for Wednesday. The high very close to 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 26 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The flagship station for Alabama Crimson Tide football. Alabama touchdown. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Treated pine, yellow wood. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Going to build the fence, the deck, the pergola. Only one choice. That's yellow wood. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. All right. Uh, that at the Genesis, obviously, on Friday, everybody's kind of geared up to watch Tiger and Justin. I guess they're on like hole six or seven. All of a sudden, Tiger gets in the cart, uh, and he's headed back in. Nobody knows what's going on for a while, and then ends up that I guess he had the flu. It was dehydrated uh, there. Uh, He's withdrawn several times here. Uh, Is it to the point where Tiger just needs to ride off into the sunset, or just does he need to keep trying and playing? It seems like something happens to him each and every time he tries to play. The rumor is that he just he doesn't have the feel for golf that he's have has had. Doesn't care much about it. You know, he likes the publicity and the money, but he has to go. He has to keep playing because of the endorsements that he has. Uh, I think the foot bothers him. Uh, I do think that he was playing poorly and he didn't feel good at all, when it, and so he just came down. I asked him to get to drop out, which. Uh, which left them with a twosome, and and by and by that I mean that twosome would be ready to play, you know, get ready to get up there and play because they played the hole quicker. Well, the threesome in front of them was still playing, but it's a threesome, and so they had to wait a lot on it. Uh, Justin them had to wait a lot on each tee box before they played the hole. It, it totally changed things rhythm wise. And uh, Justin did did not play well. We already knew that Nick uh, struggled some, but uh, that certain era, the uh, what's his name? I can't call his name. Plays with Justin. Played with Justin was a great basketball player at Kansas, and and been real sick himself. So uh, uh, you know, it was, that was, that's 
you know, I was watching uh, the scores there. Nick Dunlap started out great uh, on Friday. Yeah. He was uh, two he under in his round. Him, yeah. He was three under for the tournament. Uh, and so he was like in the top, I don't know, 15 or 16. And then all of a sudden, man, he gets to number eight and uh, makes a double bogey and then makes a bogey on nine. Uh, so he uh, ends up going two over on the front nine, and then uh, on the back nine, he ends up making uh, four bogeys uh, back on the back nine and end up not making the cut. But at one point, he was sitting there three under, just maybe one or two holes. Uh, That's what, I guess, makes this so difficult for these guys. It literally just set him back to where he didn't make the cut when uh, he he looked good there for a while. It just, just fell apart there at number eight. Yeah, you know, once once he hit the skid, uh, you know, it really got to be a, a problem for him. He just couldn't recover it. You know, it's all new to him, and it's all, you know, it's a lot of pressure when you have won a tournament the way he's won it, the way Nick has won it. Um, and then the expectation factor for you, as you know, um, uh, for people that are successful, expectation factor for you really jumps. Now you don't you can't depend on anybody else uh to handle that expectation. You gotta do it yourself and golf. You got no teammates. And uh when you when you're a little bit, you know, flying out to California and we can talk to to to, to a Doug about it, and going through getting a place to stay, all the things he has to do with all his people is a little bit mind blowing. And so he didn't play well. He's going to, I think. But he didn't play well. J- JT did not. I think. I think Tiger. I think Tiger getting out affected their rhythm of the game a little bit. But uh, Tom Hogue, who has had more Alabama, I think he's. He, uh, I need to check on him. Uh, I was the, the best player uh, from Alabama. He has really played well throughout the year, uh, not throughout the starting of this year. Yeah, so uh, we have a listener, Buddy, who just messaged me that he had a Toyota uh, Tacoma, and he got out. It was a push start, and he left his car running uh, for over two hours. Uh, just so tell him that he, I'll buy him I'll He buy said, him uh, I think it makes it easy to do with the push button. <laughs> tell Coach he ain't old. Uh, I ain't telling him that. Justin, that's pretty old. Leave your car running out in the parking lot uh, for an hour Justin, and a half. Justin, Justin, come on, Justin. Be be truthful. Uh, You're trying to get me in trouble, Barry. I'm not going to say that. Is that Coach's car? I don't see Coach. Where's Coach? His car's running. Where's Coach? He in there? Is he asleep? No, he's not in there. Where he's up there eating? Why is his car running? I'm I'm glad that guy. I'm glad that gentleman called. He'd run out of gas. Uh, You would have. They wouldn't have called you. All right, we'll take this top of the hour break. Have you ever done that? Have you ever gotten out of the car and left your car running? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it is, those things are quiet, though. Uh, but anyway, 205-342-9904. Doug Bell will join us at 830. Look forward to visiting with Doug. He's on his way back. I did get a chance to listen uh, to Doug some on XM Radio. Doug does a fantastic job. You listen to Tide 100.9 and... 1230 AM WTBC is the home. ...at Birmingham Racecourse Casino, where you can be a winner too. Birmingham Racecourse Casino, off I-459, exit 31, Derby Parkway. Must be 21 or older. 
WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a Town Square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Eddie Garcia. At the 73rd NBA All-Star Game, the East outscored the West 211 to 186. Milwaukee's Damian Lillard had 39 points in the win and was named the MVP. He also won the three-point shooting contest over the weekend. First player ever to win both of those things in an All-Star weekend. The two teams combined for 397 points, 289 shots, and 168 three-point attempts. And yes, the 211 points scored by the East squad, a record for points scored by a team at an all-star game top 25 college basketball two ranked teams were in action they both lost number two purdue loses at ohio state 73 69 and number 24 florida atlantic falls at south florida 86 to 90 three games in the nhl the rangers rally past the com code 800 for an extra five dollars off a lumi starter pack love it or return it for free that's l-u-m-e deodorant.com code 800 Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker Room. Phone lines are open 205-342-9904. All right, uh, Allstate Insurance agent Andrew Kniffer. Andrew's my agent. Let him become yours. Out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Northport. Give Andrew and his staff a call. They'll set you right up. Home, life, auto, whatever you need. 205-722-9201. Andrew Knifer, Allstate Insurance. All right, um, we were talking uh, just an hour during the break um, about uh, the Genesis. Uh, Jordan Spieth on Friday uh, signed the card. He uh, wrote down a par uh, when he made a bogey, who who writes your score down? And did was that just him in a rush and didn't check all his scores before he signed the cards? He ends up getting disqualified. I know he was uh, disappointed. Uh, even uh, sent out a, a tweet, I guess, when Hideki won to make sure you check that scorecard properly. But how does that happen, uh, Dad? Who who writes down the score for you? You write down your own score, and you double check it. Uh, and you also will talk to the person, uh, you, you, you know, you write down your own score, but your opponent, the, the guy you're playing with, I think, keeps your score as well. I'm, I'm not sure. I believe now in the pros, you, you write down your own score, I think. When it's, when it's over with, it's your responsibility to check with your caddy and, of course, your own mind. Uh, to see that uh, the scores are correct. He's in a hurry. Um, you know, he's got that one boy. He's got, uh, I 
think his wife's pregnant again or something. But he he was in a real had been in a real hurry. He rushed out without really double checking it. And um, can you imagine, Barry? Before you were born, a guy lost a masters because it because of that. <laughs> he lost a masters. Another guy put the other guy put down his score and put it down wrong. And so I guess I guess if, I guess you I got to check that with Doug. But the guy they're playing with, I, I, I'm not sure who, who puts the score down as you play. I'm not sure. Uh, Justin, I saw you shaking your head when I was talking about Tiger. Uh, I wish he would. I thought he was walking good. Uh, to be, I don't know if that was a hard course to walk. It looked like he was walking fine. He ended up uh, getting the flu or whatever. They said he felt fine on the range. I just wish he wouldn't talk about back spasms. And we, we know he's injured. It's just like every time he plays, you have to hear about uh, the injuries yeah. and all. Just We know your body is beat up. Uh, he talks about his hands. He's had to get a feel from his but you know, play through his hands. Uh, but uh, is it time for him to hang it up? If or if he is going to play, let's don't talk about the injuries because we all know how hurt he is. Uh, Justin, your thoughts about about Tiger and his continued uh, if he's going to continue to play or not? Yeah, like we were talking about in, in this last break, I think we're on a cycle here uh, with Tiger Woods. We like you said, he's beat up. He's had uh, the car crash um, a couple years ago, and just the constant play. I mean you have to think about the schedule that he's done other than when he's been hurt and out since the nineties, it's kind of been insane, but no matter how many surgeries you have, it's going to catch up with you. And man, it's, it seems like we're always so excited to watch him. And then it's another thing and another thing. I think he needs to, if I was him, I would focus on Charlie Woods, <laughs> take some more time off and work with his, his son and, and spend some more family time. Yeah. That uh, is the time for Tiger to hang it up. Or do you I think, think it is. I think he's still, the more money you make, the more you want. And I think he, he dropped the, the, the Nike, Nike endorsement was dropped, but he picked up another big time endorsement with a lot of money. And anytime he shows his head anywhere, uh, the guarantees to come in to see him are, t- are tremendous. People don't realize it. If they just say he's going to be there, it just doubles the attendance. So I think he's going to play. Uh, a little bit more, but I think he's towards the end, but I don't think he's at the end right now. Uh, you know, and I know he, uh, all the players respect him, um, and it probably did affect Justin, those guys playing uh, yeah, with, with him. Uh, Justin ends up not making uh, the cut there, but uh, it's just uh, it's sad to see, kind of, to be quite honest with you. And like I said, I thought he looked like he was walking good. He was he had a couple bad shots. He was close to making the cut. I don't know whether yeah. he would have or He's not. Over. Uh, but uh, he ends up walking off. Uh, walking off. You said they were eating in and out on the course, uh, Justin. Maybe that got them all sick. Yeah. Uh, the conspiracy <laughs> theory here is that during the practice round on Wednesday, I believe they served in and out burgers, California staple. I've never had it. I've heard it's it's all right, but um, a lot of people said that that might have resulted in. Maybe not the flu, but having to rush around. Um, Xander Schauffele, who was playing with Jordan Spieth the day that he disqualified, said that Spieth had to run out of the tent because he needed to use the restroom. Maybe that's why he didn't check his scorecard as closely and, and misput a number there. We'll ask Doug if he had any in and out on the course uh, as he was 
Uh, there, what, what a beautiful man! Do you see some of the homes on that course? Wow, uh, nice, it's big time, yeah. nice, uh, nice. All right, uh, turn attention back to uh, Alabama basketball as they they get ready for Florida coming in six o'clock game on Wednesday night. Uh, Florida with a big win, uh, obviously against uh, Georgia. On oh, no, Georgia, well, Georgia, Georgia's going to be Georgia, so they're back to their. Uh, normal self. They won't be in the tournament uh, this year uh, for sure. But I think this guy at Florida's done, he looks young, man. I think he's in, in his late 30s. Uh, but he's done a good job there. And they they uh, seem to be playing well. And they've played well on the road. You give Florida any chance coming in Wednesday night against Alabama? No. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think they have somewhat of a chance uh, in Gainesville. But no, I don't. Uh, Alabama is... Uh, Getting some good scoring out of their substitutes. Um, you know, the, the thing is you have to do against Alabama is you have to change. You have to be able and smart in changing your defenses and, and get them three-quarters court a lot. I don't think many people want to do that. But uh, when it comes to shooting the basketball, if you don't contest any better than some of these teams contest, um, you know, the opponent's going to kill you. Um you know, if you want to just, you're dead right about the rebounding. Um, you know, they get killed on the boards inside. But the big thing is Alabama shoots the lights out and, and um, A&M can't. And I, I went by to see Buzz for a minute before the game, spoke to him. He had his picture made with Jack. So, uh, I don't know, we'll see. Uh, also, uh, Coach Saban was in the house. Uh, yeah. He was... Uh, there it heard he was going to be there. Um, and he was sitting there, obviously, in the end zone. But uh, yeah. I don't know if you got a chance to visit with him. Uh, Cedric was right there with him uh, <laughs> during the game. And I think for the most part, people leave him alone. Just like you want But you wish they would have maybe just introduced him. Uh, he was standing over there at uh, talking to some of the guys with the courtside seats there. But it was good to see Coach and Miss Terry uh, there at the game. Uh just talk about him being there and supporting. I think Coach Oates had him speak to the team uh, prior to the game, which is always a good thing. I know Coach will always have their attention. So just talk about Coach Saban being there on Saturday. Well, of course, I was going to go down and visit with him and talk to him about the Jimmy Rain thing, but I didn't. Uh, he, he was fine. He had a lot of people coming up to him and shaking hands with him and visiting with him. I think probably didn't want to introduce him because they didn't want people to run down there to try to get his autograph. They wanted to be the athletic director was not there for this particular game or right, it didn't sit in his seat so uh, coach is fine uh, seemed to be uh, he's uh, back from playing golf and um, when you wake up every morning uh, I know he has, has things to do but he needs to have things to do you don't need to wake up every morning now with not anything to do particularly uh, he's going to have a lot of speaking engagements. He's going to be, you know, uh, on on game day, I think, and uh, he's got a lot going on. I think this Terry is, uh, will struggle some, too. And I think Coach will struggle some. Uh, you, you go, when you go through stuff like that, it's like practice or anything else, when you go through bad times or tough times, and that's what recruiting is now. You, you get so disgusted with it, so tired of it. But then when you when you leave it, uh, 
you're saying to yourself, you know, did I do the right thing? And I guarantee that's what he's doing. But um, he doesn't show it outwardly. Yeah, I think uh, that's the whole frustration of yeah. uh, recruiting a great roster and having to re-recruit yeah. it. Then you got backup guys asking for uh, and people trying to hold you hostage over NIL. Yeah. Uh, you know, hey, I need to get more NIL. Or I'm going to transfer. You want to look at that guy like, are you freaking kidding me? Uh, and the guys that paved the way, uh, A.J. McCarron was laughing, talking about he's going to come back and see Coach Saban and try to get back some of the NIL money. Uh, that he lost, but uh, it's just a a weird time yeah. here in college athletics, the stuff that's going on. And they're going to end up pushing everybody away, uh, not everybody, but to where right. it's just complete turnoff, uh, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's just the big, biggest mess in the world, and he he wants to be, and, and he should be helpful to, to, to coach, the new coach. But he's, you know, you, you gotta, you got to be helpful, but you got to stay out of the way. <laughs> you know, those two things, you got to kind of be, you're ready there for him to answer the questions about people and about things and about how he handles certain situations, but you also you're not going. You know, you're not. I don't think he's going to. Pra- I know he's not going to practice. I don't think, and he's not going to be involved with football. But just to be there in case the football questions come. Now we we've already announced, or you and I have already announced that you know he kept. Uh, a couple of guys here, Gillespie was there, and Freddie Roach uh, going to be there. So uh, he's got his staff. The new coach has it pretty well set, and I think he's done a good job. He's come in with a with a mindset of of, of being okay and with, with one of the guys. And it is it is going to be difficult. You know, the fussing that you get after you lose. Uh, you've got two. You've got two opening games that they win. And then they go to Wisconsin. I don't have the schedule in front of me. And then the fourth game, I think, is Georgia. So they, you know, they. Anytime you play Georgia at home, and you have been as successful as Alabama has been, in very, very. Let me just say, without fortunate, uh, fortunate to win games, um, it becomes, you know, a big comparison test. As Beeb said, you know, the guy after the guy. Might be, might be what happens. I don't think. Why so. does he? Uh, why does Coach think you got to have SEC experience? Uh, you know, he's played against. Yeah. Uh, he's beaten Texas. He, he's played against. He's played for the national champion. Is that? Is he right about that? You got to have SEC experience. I think that might be a little overrated. Well, yeah, I think I think it probably is. You know, your your guys have been the guys that you have coaching have been with him, but also have been different places. You know, people want to make. Some of a big deal about these guys being at Indiana, and Indiana. You know, when you think of Indiana, you think of basketball rather than football. That's just what people are. But uh, um, the, I think the one thing about this is that when they when they when they run their offense and when they when they do the things they want to do offensively, the head coach and the boy that he hired uh, would do it together. Uh, it will be it will be where he will stay. It, it's kind of like when you were at when you were at South Carolina. You know, Steve stayed. I think you say at the, on the offensive end of the field. Uh, he didn't go down to the other end much. I don't know how much coach will go down to the defensive end, but he'll be at the offensive end for sure. Here is the thing that people want to talk about: the new quarterback uh, 
they would have ta- they would have talked about the quarterback that left, but he's gone to Ohio State. But the new quarterback is coming in from Washington, who's supposed to be six three, this that, and whatever, um, and Milrow. Uh, you know, where, 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 how will that work together? I think that's probably the question, Barry. Yeah. All right, we'll take the break here, and at uh, 8.30 we'll get Doug uh, Bell in. But Tuscaloosa Toyota, I'm looking right here at the website. Go to TuscaloosaToyota.com. You can look at all the inventory right there on the lot right here at the website. You can also uh, purchase a car right here at the website. You also can schedule a service, look at the used inventory. Like I said, the new, the 2024s are in, and they're taking great care. You've heard how great these cars are. They're quite as a mouse. You won't even know your car's running Thank when you're you in. Thank you calling in, sir. <laughs> when you're inside the, uh, inside the building. We'll have a good time with Justin with that. But go to TuscaloosaToyota.com or swing by Skyland Boulevard and tell them that Wimp and Barry sent you. This is the Tide 100.9 and 1230 AM. WTBC is the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center. If you're traveling along 69 up from Hale County this morning, no big problems along the way there. Lurling Wallace down from Northport crossing over the Hugh Thomas Bridge to Jack Warner Parkway. You're problem-free through that part of the drive as well. And we do still have our accident on Highway 11 in the Vance area. This is near the Dambler. Deal or text DEAL to 511-511. Text DEAL to 511-511. All pets are unique. Your pets results can and will vary. Message and data rates may apply. Studies available upon request. Tide 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. Sunshine in full supply today. The high at 59. Clear tonight below 31. The warm trend continues tomorrow and Wednesday. Lots of sunshine both days. The high tomorrow is 63 for Wednesday. The high very close to 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 32 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Inside the locker room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. I get right up to the Yellowwood Highline, go to up to, all the way up to Illinois and get Cindy into the show. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Um, Coach, I always enjoyed watching you um, on the court at Alabama, and I never have spoken to you, and I just want to say thank you for the wonderful teams you gave us. Well, thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. Where are you in Illinois? Um, I'm up by the Cheddar Curtain, as we call it, just a few miles from Wisconsin. Okay, yeah, you're way up northern. Yeah, yeah, I went up through there some yeah. recruiting. I stayed. I stayed more in southern Illinois though when I was recruiting back years ago for the other coaches before you know a long time ago when we weren't taking anybody but Caucasians back then. And uh, <laughs> uh, but I appreciate you calling, uh, ma'am. I wanted to say. I wanted to say I was watching the game Saturday, and I was like, I obviously noticed the offensive board disparity, but I was thinking, well, Alabama shots are going in. Yeah, They're not going to get an offensive board on a made shot. So yeah. I felt like that kind of offset some of the fact that, boy, tech, you know, Texas A&M got so many shots on every possession. It, was, yeah, it really that, was kind of unbelievable. That's, that's good, uh, that's good evaluation. That's right. Exactly right. Go ahead, Cindy. Go ahead. What were you but asking? The, the ball, the ball was just that when Texas A&M, the, their shots were so off, the balls was just bouncing out back to almost half court. So I think that was kind of hard to rebound as well, too. 
But, you know, it's interesting. I saw um, a tweet. I don't even follow Twitter, but I see them on um, on Google. And it said that it was talking about Alabama's record at Coleman in the last two years is 27 and one. And that's better than Auburn's record at the jungle. And that really surprised me because we hear so much about Neville and how scary it is to play there. And yet Alabama has a better record at Coleman mausoleum. Yeah, you're right. Uh, They have. And I I saw that same tweet or X, whatever you call it these days. Uh, And and I think coaches style of play at home uh, with the threes, uh, they're very, very, very difficult to beat uh, in Coleman Coliseum. And uh, he's continued to uh, to play, and they haven't lost at home this year. We've said that all along the formula. If you can win all your home games and uh, you just get a few on the road, then you're always going to the NCAA tournament. And so he's found the perfect recipe for for his home for home. Hey, wins. Cindy, before we let you go, I appreciate you calling. Have you seen the young lady play from Iowa? You know, I've only seen clips, and that's on me. I definitely should sit down and watch her play because um, that's just unbelievable what she's done. It is. It's always been interesting to me watching the women play because it's almost like their shot doesn't look like the men's shot, and then it goes in. Yeah. You know, well, they're better. Like they're free, women are better free throw something. shooters. Better free throw shooters than men. Not the Alabama this year, but the women can really shoot the free throws. That's yeah, and they beat Auburn too, so that's good. Um, I was just going to say what's funny about basketball, particularly under Nate Oates, is. I've always listened on the radio rather than watching on TV. And the game has gotten so fast that Chris Stewart almost has to be an auctioneer. <laughs> and it really, it's hard for me to listen to the games because my brain is struggling to process what he's saying. Yeah. And it's just so fast. And I'm not, if I'm not watching it to kind of match and see what's going on, it, just, it really kind of stresses me out. So I've had to start watching games on TV. And lastly, Coach, I tend to leave my car running sometimes, too. Thank you. You're a great man. You're, you're, you know. you're one of the top callers. Don't, don't say that, Cindy. Hey, you're one of, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, Cindy, are you wearing a coat up there? Are you wearing a big jacket up there? No, it's the same temperature as you guys today. Huh? It was 28 this morning. Yeah, you're supposed to get to 60. To, well, it's going up to 50. Yeah, it's going up to 50-something here, and that's really... It's warm weather here. There you go. Hey, well, I mean, well, hey, you keep good. you keep um, you uh you keep calling us, so we need lady callers. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, I enjoy the show every day. There's I used to listen to Cole and Frank's show, and I like it a lot. But they have segments that I know you never agree to, Coach. Yeah. Segments like let's talk about the top WWE guys or the top rappers. <laughs> that I'm just thinking, oh my god, and you yeah. make my fans to do that, and oh. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Cindy. Thanks, Cindy. Take care. All uh-huh. right. Bye-bye. Let's tell them about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. And we'll Prince Glover and Hayes, three four five one two three four. Have an accident? Now it really should have been an accident. Somebody comes after you, or you're you're in a situation where you've been disabled mentally and physically, and it's the first time and you don't know how to handle it, and uh, it's uh, just a unwanted injury and not a necessary injury either somebody comes after you or they they, they make some moves that uh is not good for you prince glover and hayes are outstanding attorneys they will do an excellent job of representing you they'll talk to you on telephone bring you over to 701 rice mine road 
uh, if, if they feel the case needs to go further, and then they will go out in the field and they will do a terrific job. Prince Clover and Hayes, 345-1234. PrinceLaw.net is the website. Always remember, if they don't win, you don't pay. You listen to Tide 100.9. Brought to you by Pritchett Moore Insurance, Tuscaloosa's best choice for business and personal insurance for 90 years. This report is sponsored by Mothers Against Drunk Driving. Tide 100.9. For more coverage of Alabama football, visit us at Tide100.9.com or download the free Tide 100.9 app. Inside the locker room. All right, we'll get right to the Yellowwood Hotline Heat with PGA Tour Radio, CBS Sports. I like to listen to him uh, when I'm in the car on XM Radio when the golf tournament is going on. Fresh back from California. I don't know how he does it. Doug Bell brought to you by MD Wellness and Aesthetics. Good morning, Doug. How are you? Hey, Doug. Hey, hey coach. Yeah. Uh, hey, Decky. Shot the lights out, didn't he? Yeah, guys. It was yesterday, was. I've been doing it for 20 years out there for the PGA Tour Radio, and that was probably the best final round I can ever remember. Um, I mean, nobody's ever shot a 62 and win a PGA Tour event, and, you know, all the great ones have played there. That, that was a, a, a flawless round. Uh, you know, at 15, he hits it within, like, two inches, the par four, which is an incredibly hard par four. And then at 16, he almost gets a hole-in-one. And that won him the golf tournament. First win in two years. And, you know, he won the Masters. And he's only 31 years old. You think Hideki's like an older guy, but he's only 31. So, yeah, that was that was pretty impressive, guys. It, it really was. And, and it was funny. Even though he understands English, he doesn't speak English. And he did say he was a little disappointed Tiger wasn't there to give him the trophy. It's Tiger's tournament. And, and Tiger got sick and went home. And, and everybody got a big giggle out of that when uh, Hideki's not known for his personality, but I, that was pretty funny as he talked about maybe, it. Was there. I thought maybe the, the Tiger dropping out made the, the twosome real slow behind the threesome. Maybe maybe Justin and them couldn't get their temp- tempo going because they had to wait on every tee box. Am I wrong on that? No, I think you're right. Uh, you know, he, Justin didn't play great. Gary Woodland. Gary Woodland actually made the cut, which was a big deal. Uh, you know, yeah. he had had brain surgery in the offseason, and Tiger gave him one of the sponsors' exemptions. But, yeah, no, I think that messed him up a little bit. And, and you know, Justin, uh, this golf course seemingly would fit really good for him, but he's always, the last two years, he's played with Tiger, and the gallery's been enormous. And I, I think, number one, I think Justin tries too hard when he plays with Tiger. I really do. I think he's just trying to do too much. And, Coach, you know that. You, you can get a little carried away on the golf course uh, when you just don't let things flow. And and then, you know, number two, it just, uh, you know, it's such a circus with Tiger. Uh, it's just hard to hard to get comfortable if you're one of the guys playing with him because we don't see him much. I mean, guys, uh, the, the pro-am on Wednesday was crazy. And then on Thursday when he finally teed it up, it was amazing how many people were there. And then after he left, you know, when he walked off the course Friday after seven holes and we didn't know he had the flu, he said he had the flu. It was a mass exodus that you wouldn't believe how many thousands of people were leaving the golf course really? when Tiger withdrew. Oh, it was unbelievable. It was like a ghost town. And then even yesterday there was a nice crowd. 
Riviera is an, is just an incredible golf course. Yeah. I mean, it is unbelievable. I got and, to see it from the balcony. Yeah. Oh gosh, I sipped in there one time. Got sipped. Let me ask you this for Barry. Ask uh, um, the, it, uh, keeping score. Uh, me, you, and I are playing. I'm keeping your score, and you're keeping mine. Is that right? Right. Yes. I, but but I'm also keeping my own. Right. Exactly. Okay, so I'm, I'm I, you and I are playing. You're keeping my score. I'm keeping yours, but I keep right. my own. What happened? What happened uh, with the disqualification? Explain that to our listeners. Well, you know, Jordan um, was playing. I think with Max Homa and uh, I can't remember who else was. Oh, Xander Shoffley, and uh, and he wrote down on his card a three on a par three in the front nine. And actually had a four, and the walking score who has like a little iPad with them also marked down uh, a three. And mm. so when when they got done with the round, um, and whoever was keeping his score, you know, and he he was sick too. He had the flu, and so he when he got done, he went into the restroom and got sick. And then when he went in to sign the card, he said he wasn't feeling very well and just assumed everything was right and signed the card. And so then after, when they looked at it after he signed it, and and again that's a rule that probably needs to be looked at in golf uh, because there was no there was no cheating or intent of cheating there. It was just a just an inadvertent mistake by a number of people, including himself, and he admitted it. But yeah, that's what happened. He signed the wrong scorecard, and and he got the flu. And Patrick Cantley said he had the flu yesterday. He didn't play well in the final round, so I'm not sure what was going around with those guys. So both both of them put down both both of them put down three. He put down three for himself, and his, and his uh is a guy he's playing with put, put down three. Yeah, yeah, and you know people weren't paying attention, and then when he. He didn't, he said, you know, he just didn't do a good job going in. You know, those guys, what they do, coach, they tear off the bottom of the scorecard. It's perforated. And then they, they lay it up against the card of the player who kept his score. And then you just go down, check, 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 check. All good. Normally it's all good. And then you just, the official score has the, the little iPad, the electronic device. And they, they just simply look at it to see if it, okay. It's the same as the other two guys, so all good. And 99% of the time, 99.5% of the time, it's always good. And that was just kind of a – that was really a weird deal for a, a player of George. The caddy, the caddy didn't have any responsibility? No. No, caddies uh, – every player will keep in the back of his pocket, and you'll see it, and oftentimes they – you know, like uh, Nick Dunlap, his leather cover says Roll Tide. It sticks out of the top of his pocket. Um, other guys have the Ryder Cup cover or whatever. But anyway, inside that is the yardage book and your scorecard, and this, which is the other player's scorecard with your score on the bottom on a perforated line. And that's that's how they do it. And that's kind of the honor system, right? I'm keeping your score as you described. I'm keeping your score. You're keeping my score. And just to make sure we don't do something, you know, we forget. We were, you know, we were concentrating on our shot. We didn't see you play the shot. You have the walking score with every group on the PGA Tour, and it's a volunteer, and they have this little device uh, in their hand, 
And, you know, sometimes like when I, if, if I get a group and they're five holes in, I run out and I always go to the official score and I'm like, Hey, I'm just checking the score. What is the player right now? And they'll look at their little thing and they'll say, Oh, he's two under for the day. And I'm like, all right, great. And so they will go on. But that's, that's what happened. Coach. really strange. It, that was a strange day. Tiger walks off the course after seven holes, wasn't playing well, didn't look great. And later, an hour or two later, releases a statement that he has the flu. And then Jordan Spieth finishes the round, and it's announced an hour after that that he was disqualified for signing the wrong scorecard. It was a very strange day. Needless yeah. to say, I'm the PJ. And Hideki just shoots lights out. Yeah, I want to ask you. I was uh, following Nick Dunlap, and he was playing well, uh, three under. Then he makes a, a double, and then he makes a bogey on eight and nine. So uh, I think he ends up shooting two over, and then makes, I think, maybe four bogeys on the back nine there. Ends up not making the cut. Just talk about, uh, you know, being able to put together two rounds there, how difficult it is. And the more he plays, I'm sure the more comfortable he will get. But this is also new to well, him. Well, yeah, guy. Yeah, no, Barry, you nailed it. Everything's new. He'd never played Riviera before. Maybe in a college tournament once, but never on this level. And we saw him on Wednesday in the Pro-Am. Uh, and he's getting used to those Pro-Ams, which a lot of these pros use as their practice round. The yeah. college guys go out and play, and they play as much as they want. But in a Pro-Am setting... Uh, unless you're there on Tuesday, you know, you get nine holes on Wednesday now in a program and that's it. So his, his preparation is different. And, you know, he shot, he shot one under on Thursday and then gave it back on Friday to miss, to miss his second. Well, he didn't miss the cut at Pebble, but he, he didn't play well. Um, you know, he and Justin Thomas both were plus three. So the learning curve continues for Nick and what he did in Palm Springs at the American Express was unbelievable. Uh, I mean, the first amateur since Phil Mickelson 33 years ago to win a tournament, right? It, it rarely ever happens. And so now he takes advantage of the opportunity, three-year exemption, but Barry Coach, as you guys know. Pressure. It, it, there's gonna, pressure. There's going to be more There's going to be more down than up for a young guy. Every week's a new experience, new golf course. Um, and, and, again, these are the best of the best. I mean, these, I mean, the college guys he's going against are really good players. But these guys in the PGA Tour are the best of the best by far. So it's a big learning curve. And I, he's going to take a lot of lumps this year. And I, I, I think he knows that, too. And I hope, he, I hope he stays positive. And I think he will. Yeah. What's um, next, Doug, for, uh, for the PGA Tour? Well, the, the California swing just wrapped up. And so the tour flies to Puerto Vallarta for the Mexico Open. And John Rahm, uh, was, he won two years ago, but he won't be playing. Tony Finau is the defending champ. He'll be there. But it's kind of a lackluster field, uh, void of the big names. Um, I mean, Rory's not playing. Justin Thomas isn't playing. Victor Hovland not playing. Scotty Scheffler's taking the week off. Uh, so you're just going to, I don't think they have any of the top 10 players in the world in the tournament. I need to look at that again. So it's just kind of one of those off weeks. It was, they had a, you know, they've been in Mexico now for five years, the tour, but then they go to the Florida swing guys and you go to uh, PJ national, you go to the Arnold Palmer invitational, uh, you go to the players championship. So the next three out of the next four weeks are big time events. 
You go to Texas for two weeks, Houston and San Antonio, and then it's the Masters. And that's what, uh, I mean, it's here before you know it. Yeah, no doubt, Dap. Um, the uh, the Masters, anything there that uh, as far as qualifying or the people that went NIV, are, are they playing in the Masters? Yeah, Coach. It, 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 last I looked, it's one of the smallest fields the Masters is going to have in a long, long time. I think there's only, right now, there's only like 70 players. Um, you know, a guy like Bernard Langer, who was going to reti- play his last Masters, he tore his Achilles heel uh, three weeks ago. So he's done for the year. And I don't know if he'll come back next year or not. But yeah. And Marco Mira uh, is, you know, he ended his Masters run last year. He retired. I think Freddie Couples is probably the only one of the old guys uh, that is, is going to be there. Um, and Tiger, see, that's the deal. That's the story, guys. Tiger flew home with the flu. But if you saw him and you saw how, I mean, how feeble he looked when he walked. He, listen, physically, I, I mean, he, he works out like a crazy guy. And he looks like a football player. His chest, his upper body, his shoulders, his arms. And that's because he, you know, he has so much damage done to his lower back and his legs and his ankle. And so he, he looks great. But then when he walks, it's a struggle. It is a big time struggle. And he can no longer bend down behind putts to read them. Uh, you know, he just can't do it. So he simply stands behind the putt. And that's what a lot of older guys do. I mean, you just, you don't have the flexibility anymore. And if you get down to the catcher's stance, you can't get up. Right. And that's kind of where Tiger is. So the question is, he plans on playing the Masters, but will he play between now and the Masters? He's won the Arnold Palmer Invitational five times. Hasn't played there now four years, but it's golf course he's been successful on. He's won the Players' Championship twice, uh, and he's still exempt for the Players' Championship. And, of course, they would want him in anyway. It's the biggest event on the PGA Tour. Will he play... And th- those are back-to-back events. So doubtful he'll go back-to-back, but likely he'll play at least one of them. Because, again, if he goes to the Masters, uh, he'll have had just one competitive round on the PGA Tour this year. And, uh, you know, I, that's that's not getting ready for a major championship the right way. And, and nobody knows that better than him. Uh, your thoughts about uh, Bama Hoops? Uh, big win over... Uh... Texas A&M over the weekend, 25-point win, hit 100 mark again. Uh, I don't know why Mark Sears is not up for the Koozie Award. He's not on the <laughs> list. He should be up for Player of the Year nationally, not just the SEC. This guy uh, doesn't force anything. He lets the game come to him. He is a phenomenal, phenomenal player, uh, Doug. I don't know if you got, probably didn't get a chance to watch any of the game, but uh, just your thoughts about Alabama hoops. Well, you know, first off, um, I was watching on my phone. I was out walking around, but I was keeping up with it on my phone. Uh, <laughs> I mean, guys, you got to, you know, it was early in the morning uh, out there in California. So, uh, and listen, I, I love Alabama basketball. Um, I, I went to the tip-off club last Monday and heard Coach Oates, um, who, again, is an interesting guy with that mathematical background. And to hear him uh, give his formula, really a mathematical formula on why they shoot the threes uh, and – you know, he has this whole uh, arithmetic thing planned. It, he's really an interesting guy. Um, he was late for the tip-off club, though, by the way, because he had practice in the morning. But nevertheless, I, I love watching Alabama basketball. I have 
for for my whole life. And, you know, I've told you guys my dad uh, was the first play-by-play announcer for Alabama basketball back in the day. And then, you know, I was the local sports guy here covering coach and just, you know, was down there every opportunity I could get. And whenever coach would allow me to interview him, I would. Um, but <laughs> as for this year's team, I, I think they're really good guys. But I look at that schedule, uh, starting with the Florida game, their next five games, I mean, they got to bear down those next five games because, you know, you got you got Florida on the road after the home game. Um, you got Kentucky. Uh, you got Tennessee and Knoxville. Um, I mean, that's. I mean, Tennessee's that's going to be a tough game, guys. Yeah. I mean, uh, the next no, 14-4, 14-4 is going to do it. Maybe a 13, maybe a 13, uh, 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 15-3, but I think 14-4 is going to tie it. If they could get through the next five, three and two, um, I, I think that would be it. And then you end with Arkansas, right? And You're right, Coach. Yeah. That would put you 14-4. There you go. Yeah, and yeah. that'll do it. That'll get in the conference championship again. Yeah. But I, well, it'd be, I, listen, it'd be tied I'm, I'm with Tennessee, right? Um, I mean, the whole state. Of, listen, if you're a if you're a basketball fan in our state, which obviously is a football crazy state, um, and you look, you know, obviously Auburn. You know, they lost to Kentucky, but they're having a good year. Alabama's having another fantastic year. UAB's on a, a little run here in their conference. Sanford leads their conference as a Southern Conference. We have some good hoops in our, our state. We should really be proud of that. Uh, I am. Yeah. I'm excited about that. No doubt. Well, Doug, we appreciate it. We know you're just flying back. But tell them about MD Wells and Aesthetics before you get home and go get you some rest. No, I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Uh, 205-582-9216 is the phone number for MD Wellness and Aesthetics. And you can go to the uh, website, mdwellnessandaesthetics.com. Susan Brignett is the owner. Uh, she'll answer the phone. Uh, Dr. Dawn Mancuso is the medical physician, and she's there Monday and Friday for all the uh, procedures. You know, whether uh, you want to do something with skin care, Botox, laser treatments, uh, hair loss, hair replacement, weight loss, they do it all, and it's a free consultation. So you just call up Susan, hey, I want to come in and talk about this or that, and and they'll take care of you, mdwellnessandaesthetics.com. Thank you, Doug. Thanks, Doug. I, 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 sent her, I sent her a Valentine's wish. <laughs> I'll ask her about it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Thank you, Doc. <laughs> All right, guys. Bye. Hey, uh, hey, hey, Barry. Yes. I don't know if we cutting off or not. Here, here's a headline: Hall of Famer Rick Pitino rips St. John's players after Sunday's games. Uh, the most. Uh, oh, oh, he's he's just gone crazy on this. I, you know, that, that's a little bit what Arkansas did when they got upset and. Uh, um, he he lost his team. Um, uh, there's some other reasons they lost it, but I won't get into that. But he is, he is. Uh, the people are saying he had a classless post game interview talking. Patino. He's killing. Well, he's just killing the recruiting. He says the most, and I'm quoting it. If I said I was disappointed, that would be the understatement of the year. Our lateral quickness and toughness is just something I've never witnessed in all my years of coaching. We are so non-athletic, and we can't guard anybody uh, without fouling. And really, it's not about losing. Even winning, when I watch the film, I see unathletic plays. Uh, he, he took some of those players himself now. You know, he kept some of the players that Arkansas had, but he, he – he came in and he got himself 
several players for that team. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's been a disappointing year. So he has not enjoyed his first year at uh, St. John's. So I look for him to overhaul the right roster, which you can do now with the transfer portal. All right, we'll take this last break, and then we'll wrap up the show. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We have picked up a stalled vehicle. It's blocking the left turn lane on westbound McFarland Boulevard at Lurling Wallace. Pretty busy area there, but it doesn't appear to be causing a whole lot of trouble. We also have our early PM for $3,000 in cash. Visit Pearl River Resort for a chance to win your share of $88,000. Must be 21 or older to play. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Sunshine in full supply today, the high at 59. Clear tonight, the low 31. The warming trend continues tomorrow and Wednesday. Lots of sunshine both days. The high tomorrow is 63 for Wednesday, the high very close to 70. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 32 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. I've got about two minutes. We'll get right up to the Yellowwood Highline. We'll let Digger, Digger, you can have the last word today. What's going on, Digger? Hey, the running car that's so quiet that's purring like a kitten. Thank you, <laughs> Digger. Thank you, Digger. A... We, thank you for calling in. And, are you supporting me that I wasn't stupid? Well, I'm halfway there supporting you. The problem is, is my wife has this issue, but she starts it again. I said, the car's already running. Stop it. Because it's an $800 electronic ignition. Do not do that again. But I can't hear the car. And I was like, come on, man. Well, do you have the key in your pocket? Like when you walk off with the key? Is no, it, the guy has a good point. There is a button you can press. <laughs> and you never know. <laughs> they need to manufacture. And, and again, this is crazy. I was doing an alumni golf tournament. And one of the sponsors brought this Mustang Mach 1 EV, an electric vehicle. Push a button. You don't even know it's running. I said, is the car running? Because you need to hear something. Well, are you supporting me? Are no, you he's supporting, not supporting me? I'm supporting you, but I'm telling you, don't be a woman and start that car again when it's running. I didn't. I didn't start it at all. He left that thing running for an hour out there. Yeah. Uh, Barry, Barry ain't never going to live it down. Guys texting me, where's your dad? I'm like, he's over in his seat. Would you tell him to go turn his car off? His car's running. Ho, 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 ho. Yeah, thank you, Digger. Yeah. Thanks, Digger. All Call right. in anytime. That's it for today's show. We'll get out of here. We appreciate Coach Gene Stallings joining us in the first hour. And obviously we had Doug Bell, who just got back from the Genesis, just literally landed. So appreciate Doug taking time to be on with us this morning. The Gary Harris Show is next, so keep it locked in. Looks like the going to warm up a little bit out there this morning, so hopefully get out and enjoy this nice uh, day. You listen to Tide 100.9 and 1230 AM WTBC. It's the home of Alabama sports. Have a great day, everybody.